What's up to all my freelancers and creatives? This is Nathan with another episode of Freelance Jumpstart. And in this episode, we are gonna get into how to overcome imposter syndrome. So if you're watching this and you're a creative professional, someone who uses a creative skill to build a business, whether that's photography, uh, videography, whether you're a web designer, graphic designer, copywriter, editor, it doesn't matter. If you use some type of creative skill to build a business, what would you do if you got a phone call from Amazon, Nike, or Google, and they came to you saying, we saw your work, we want you to lead our next marketing campaign. Now I paused for a moment because I really want you to think about it, and I'm serious. You can literally, if you're listening or watching this, you can pause it, take some time to write down your thoughts, and gather them, and just say what's going through your mind, and then press play when you're ready to listen again. And again, the question is, what would you do if Amazon, Google, or Nike came to you and said they want you to head up their marketing for the next campaign because they love your work? Now, some of you hear that and you're like, awesome, finally, I got my opportunity to show what I can do to one of the largest marketing companies in the world. I can talk to them, work with them, and lead a successful campaign. That's what runs through some people's minds. Now, other people, they're nervous. They're scared. They're probably questioning and doubting and saying, you know, I don't know if I'm ready to work with a company like Amazon, Google, or Nike. I don't know if I can handle what it is that they do. And it's honestly okay if you are nervous because you do want to impress them. So some of that is natural nervousness. But another part of that is actually a little anxiety and a little thought that you're not good enough to really work with these companies. And that might be imposter syndrome. Rather than leave things vague, let's actually dive into a proper definition of what imposter syndrome is. Imposter syndrome is a psychological pattern in which an individual doubts their accomplishments and has a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. So in other words, you're good at what you do and you have the resume and maybe even the accomplishments to back up that you actually are decent at what you do. However, you have an internalized fear that is not allowing you to move forward. And in the example I gave about big companies coming to you, I mentioned the company already has seen your work and they want to work with you, but you don't feel ready. That might be imposter syndrome because you don't want to be in a board meeting at Amazon, Nike, or Google trying to give a presentation and trying to tell them this is my idea for your marketing campaign, and you feel like, wow, someone here is gonna call me out and say I'm the biggest fraud ever, and I don't know anything of what I'm talking about. Regardless of who it is, everybody wrestles with this. It doesn't matter if they are a beginner or someone who's been in the game for 12 years or more. Everybody gets nervousness and anxiety because they feel like someone will call them out. However, I do recognize that if we're gonna overcome imposter syndrome, there's two sides of this, and we really have to dive into both sides. One side has to do with your level of self-confidence. Are you confident in your skills and who you are based upon your previous experience? I love the way designer Chris Doe puts it when he's talking about confidence. Chris says that confidence is a skill that can be cultivated over time. So in other words, when it comes to self-confidence, this is something that you can actually build up as a skill. You can work it out like a muscle and over time, 
you can grow more confident and you can do more things and your confidence flows over into other areas. And when someone like the caliber of Amazon, Google, and Nike comes to you, your level of confidence will really determine how you move forward. So confidence could be used as a tool to overcome imposter syndrome. I said there were two sides to this and the other side would be perception. Now, honestly, you cannot control other people's thoughts about you. People are going to think whatever they're going to think. You can work on a project and there are some people who say that it's absolutely awesome. I love it. It's the best. And there's some people who feel like, uh, I don't really like it. It's not my taste. So you really can't control everyone's thoughts. However, you can shape their perceptions of who you are as a professional. Let me explain. For example, if I said I'm a web designer, I tell people I'm very good at websites, but then they look at my portfolio and it's not organized and it doesn't look good and they go to my own website and my website is not even functioning properly and is riddled with mistakes, their perception of me might not be that good because when it comes to my own website, I'm not even showing or using my best skills on my own website. So their perception of me may change. So in other words, their perception is a reaction to whatever it is I am projecting. And when it comes to confidence and building up your own confidence, self-confidence is really crucial because that is the key to creating a certain positioning for your brand and then influencing others, changing their perception and them saying, this person's confidence level matches where I see their position is and I perceive them to be a good designer, a good web designer, whatever it might be based upon your creative skill, a good writer. It depends on whatever it is that you are projecting as an individual. As an example that we all wrestle with imposter syndrome, I remember I was in Austin, Texas at a conference and I was talking to a filmmaker, Corey McCabe. And Corey was talking to me about the fact that uh, a popular person really approached him and mentioned they wanted his possible help, you know, building up their YouTube following. And I listened to Corey and Corey was talking and in and, and thinking about it and listening to him, I sensed a little bit of nervousness, a little bit of anxiety and a little bit of him questioning whether or not he could do the job. Now, me being on the outside, I saw Corey's work ethic. I've seen what he's capable of doing. Uh, he completed a documentary by this point. Uh, he, he has done a lot of short films. I know he truly understands what it is to make great video. And I had a conversation with him and I literally told him, Corey, you can definitely do this. You literally have released over a thousand videos on YouTube. Not only that, but how long in minutes are those videos on YouTube? Some of them are hours, some of them are a few minutes. So you easily probably have over 20,000 minutes of video on YouTube in which you've helped other creators. Not only that, but how long did it take you to edit those things? It took you even longer to edit all of those things and you've created online courses that are related to six-figure launches and the list went on. So when I read the resume, and this is just me talking, right? I don't even know all the other things that he's done and learned, but when I read back to him his resume, I saw his wheels turning. 
he was thinking and he was realizing, I do have skills. And on that point, if we're going to overcome imposter syndrome, we have to reflect back on what we have done to get to the point to where we are today. Like I mentioned, it doesn't matter if you're a beginner, you're intermediate or advanced. It doesn't matter where you are or where you feel you are. Take a look back at what you've done in the past and it can help shape and boost your self-confidence. I'll use myself as an example. So I went to kindergarten, I went to elementary school, then I went to middle school, high school, and then college. So in my undergrad, I easily worked 40 hours a week studying with other people, reading books, going to class. I easily did that for over 40 hours a week you know, as a full-time student. I had a part-time job as well while I was in school, but I still did those two things. So if you add all of that up about all the time in my undergrad experience, it is literally close to 10,000 hours that I've been working and learning how to balance schedules, taking classes, how to learn certain skills, over 10,000 hours, easily. When I left undergrad, I started working and then I wanted to pursue my MBA and I went to graduate school and I was working during the day and I was going to school at night and I took at least six hours of class during the week and I still had to meet with my group members, read, write papers, the list goes on. That was easily another 3,000 hours for my grad experience. Add that to my undergrad, we're easily at like over 13,000 hours that I've worked and I was also learning the Adobe Suite at this time as well. And I already started freelancing during my graduate experience as well. So again, I'm learning all these things professionally. I'm learning all these things. And I haven't even mentioned the fact of all the blog posts I read, all the online tutorials that I went through, all the things that I experimented with, when I, the real work in working with clients and learning things on the go, and the, all the online courses that I've taken, all the blog articles I read and even wrote and published, and the conferences I went to, the list goes on. If you add up everything, it's easily over 20,000 hours that I've done in learning and cultivating a creative skill, and I'm still learning today. Why did I mention all of this? Because it is important to build up your self-confidence by literally thinking about everything you've done to get to where you are. And if you literally write it out, you'll start to remember, wow, I did do that. Wow, I did take this online course. Wow, I did join this online community and I learned these skills. You'll start to remember all the things that you've done and it now becomes a reason to say you are not a fraud. So if I'm having feelings of being an imposter, it's Nathan, you're not an imposter. You've learned over 20,000 hours in this particular area. And if you feel weak in an area, there's tons of online things you can go to and people you can speak with to beef up or grow stronger in that particular area. So to anybody listening and or watching this video, if you're wrestling with thoughts of imposter syndrome, that is okay and it's actually natural. However, if you really wanna overcome it, I recommend you write down everything you've done since you've left high school. Write down as many things as you can about how you've learned and gotten to where you are today. Everything is valuable. I remember working at a web hosting company. It was HostGator. When I worked at HostGator, 
I learned a lot. But another thing that I learned is how to answer people's questions without being condescending. Because a lot of times some people answer questions and it comes off as, oh, you didn't know that. But when I'm in a client meeting and people are asking questions you would think they should already know the answer to, I can clearly answer their question without casting any type of judgment or feeling or projecting any type of condescendence. That's a skill. That's a soft skill. I now have that. That counts in what it is that I'm doing. So if I had to re-ask the question to anyone watching or listening, take the time to write out everything that I said that you've done post high school. Just write it down. If you're in high school watching this video, write down everything you've done up to this point, right? But write down everything and then I'll ask the question again. If Amazon, Nike, or Google called you and said, we wanna work with you, we've seen your work, are you willing to lead this marketing campaign? After looking at all your skills, would you do it? Or should I say, would you be confident to be able to do it. Thank you for taking the time to check out this video and listen to this podcast. I greatly appreciate it. If you like anything I had to say, give this video a thumbs up. If you're listening on the podcast, feel free to reach out to me and give me a review or share the episode with somebody else you believe would benefit from this because I really want to help as many people as possible because a lot of creatives that I talk to and speak with, you know, they do wrestle with confidence and having that self-confidence and sometimes you do need another eye that's not in your situation just to look at your work and to look at what you've done and let you know this is good or maybe you need work in this area. But regardless, you do need that other voice to encourage you along with what it is that you have to do. Well, until the next one, I will catch you later. See ya. If you're still listening, I have a little bonus. That bonus is simply this. Uh, I mentioned overcoming imposter syndrome and things of that nature. One thing that could really help is coaching. So if you've never received coaching, don't know what it is, don't really think it's necessary, uh, everybody needs a coach, myself included, and I've used many coaches, but I wanna offer any coaching services to you. So I do have a link in the description. You can check on that and maybe even get a discount for that session, but I'll just leave that there because imposter syndrome and feeling like a fraud can really be a detriment to your business. And I don't want anyone to have any type of thoughts like that when they really are good and they have value to give to the world. So yeah, definitely. That's available to you. And now I'm serious. I'll catch you in the next one.